and welcome to our leadership series on the sofa with Angie. Today's special guest is Mary Price, who is the Global Director of Revenue and Business Recruiting at Slack. So very warm welcome, Mary. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Thank you, Angie. I'm so excited to chat with you. Thank you. Um, so Mary, you've been uh, in the tech industry for um, close to 20 years. Tell us a little bit about what prompted you to get into uh, the tech industry? That's a great question. So I feel very fortunate that I have been able to get into the tech industry. It started very honestly when I was in high school. I had signed up for a like design class in my high school, which was new. It was a computer animation class. And I didn't realize it, but my teacher at the time was an Apple Distinguished Educator. And because of that relationship that he had had with Apple, we had an interesting relationship with the company. We were featured, our class and myself were featured on a national Apple web print media campaign about Apple in education. And that relationship ended up coming sort of back into my life a couple of years later when Apple announced that they were going into retail. And when they made that announcement, their recruiters were sort of scouring the local communities. They reached out to teachers and educators and said, who do you know? And that teacher reached out to myself and a few other students letting us know about the opportunity. And I remember thinking, well, I don't want to be back in retail because I had had a retail job earlier in my career that was just awful. Um, but I remember thinking for Apple, I have a feeling they're probably doing this differently. And I would love to consider this um, and have the opportunity. And I did. And that led to a 13-year career at Apple that included several levels of transformation from retail to corporate to leadership, things I really never could have imagined. Um, but that's how I got in. And I feel just very fortunate. And I, I think it's an important sort of reflective moment to realize that, especially for people earlier in their career, you have to start somewhere and you never know, you know, how those opportunities may build upon each other and turn into something really great. Excellent. And what a fantastic journey. And it's almost seizing the moment and creating those opportunities, which has then, you know, led you to uh, an amazing career in tech. Um, so you have a, a love of creating things and, and building things. How has that sort of served you in your career? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, when I think back on my career and the different companies that I've worked for, it is interesting to me that the life cycle that all of those companies were at when I joined was more of a startup sort of grow up phase. And what I realized when I think back on Apple, Apple retail in its first year was when I joined was really a startup within this larger company. And we had this opportunity to create and to build and to test things and drive and to build the strategy. And it was fun and I loved it. And I got so much energy from that. And I, I think transformation comes in many forms. One of the models I love to, um, to share that I learned at LinkedIn was when you think about transformation, think about it in terms of the company, your team, and then yourself. And I think when you are in creation in your work 
and you are trying to move the organization forward, the company, you're transforming the company, which transforms your team, which ultimately transforms you because you learn so much through that process. I think through um, you know, a shorter stint I had at JetBlue, there was a lot of creation. We were bringing design thinking into the airline, um, into the corporate environment. And then at LinkedIn, we were very much in still that kind of startup phase. And of course now Slack, you know, we just uh, DPO'd last year and became public. And I think that, you know, when I look back on my career and I think about any moment that I may have felt like I was hitting a wall or felt stuck, I recall that I was in a moment where I just felt like I was keeping the lights on, just kind of going through the motions. I think it's normal for people to get into that point in their career. I think what's really important is figuring your way out. And I was Marie Kondoing my office and um, if you know Marie Kondo, she is a sort of life organization specialist. And so I was cleaning out, you know, my books and I, I came upon this book that I had never read and it, it's called The Zen and Art of Making a Living. And I said, well, I've never read this, but let me just flip through. Let's see if there's something wise. So I just literally opened the book, a page falls and it talks about being in your Zen, in your work when you are in creation, when you are giving life to things. And I sat there and thought in this moment, you know, when I was feeling very much like I was in a rut and hit a wall, I am not giving life to anything right now. I'm just keeping the lights on. I am just trying to make sure everything is fine, but I'm not creating anything. I'm not solving for a larger problem that I know I can. And so I really felt long and hard about what I need to do to get control of my calendar again and to give life to things. And it was just in that moment that I, I really had a mind switch and realized I need to be giving life to things. And once I started doing that again, it transformed my career in a few ways. I got promoted, um, but also I had different a different level of energy. I was focused on the company transformation, the team transformation. And then through that, I transformed. And I think that that just gave so much life back to me, even though I was giving life to things. And so I think about my career, my work, I largely think of my work as an opportunity to create and to give life to things. And that is when I am definitely in my Zen. I love that. So the, the sort of creation and the opportunity to, to give life to things as well. And I think when we're in that state of flow and we're really aligned with our passions, our purpose, our value, I think that's when the magic happens. Absolutely. Um, and I know that, you know, in, in your sort of roles as well and leading teams that you're, you also bring this passion and desire to help people optimize their own potential into sort of your, your way of working. So how do you take that sort of creation and, and optimizing your potential and, and help others uh, in your organization? Mm -hmm. So earlier in my career, I had a leader who I'm still very close to ask me, um, are you comfortable? And my answer was yes. My answer was I'm really comfortable feeling like oh, this is great. I've mastered the role. I'm super comfortable. And 
And isn't that what I, what you're supposed to achieve and aim for is this level of comfort that you know what you're doing and, and you're not the beginner again. And he really challenged that thinking and said, it's time for you to get uncomfortable because you don't learn in your comfort zone. And I remember thinking, what? I want to be comfortable. But I also remember going through this experience where I wasn't feeling that growth and um, learning. And I know that when we are learning, we are growing, we are usually uncomfortable because we are a beginner again and we haven't done that. And so as a leader, I think about that often with my team. And I pride myself on recognizing the potential of the leaders on my team, the recruiters across our organization, and realizing they can do more. They are capable of so much more, and yet they're operating from a place of comfort. And so what can I do to get them uncomfortable in a really healthy way that stretches them and teaches them a lot? The best compliment anyone on my team can give me is to say, I'm really uncomfortable. And that's when I say, you're learning. What an amazing thing that is happening to you right now. You're learning and you're transforming through that experience. So keep going. I love that. I love being able to do that and to push people into their discomfort zone. Absolutely. And it's, it's in those moments of discomfort that the greatest learnings happen and that we, we grow as uh, people as well. And, you know, for me, certainly um, one of the signs of a great leader, you know, obviously we have the, the results and the delivery on the numbers, but also it's the people that we help and inspire along the way and actually helping them push them outside of their comfort zone and almost give them a safe space as well so that they can actually try new things. Because um, often, you know, we learn through failure as well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's about sort of creating that, you know, that environment where a growth mindset is encouraged and where people have permission to try new things and, and have an opinion as well. Um, and so I, I think that's fantastic. Um, and so, you know, obviously talking about all these things that, that, that have helped you in your journey, um, what advice would you give to uh, other sort of uh, women leaders and male leaders as well who are coming up through the ranks? Mm. Advice is an interesting thing, right? Because you, 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 in some ways it's, um, it's one size fits all in some ways it's very tailored, but I think the advice I would give is probably some of the biggest lessons of, of my career. And one of those is your nose are blessings too. And what I mean by that is you're not going to win every time people aren't always going to say yes to what you want. Your, your work may not always be recognized in the way that you believe you showed up. You may not always get that promotion. You may not always get to work on that big project. But it is, to me, a blessing to be told no sometimes because it pushes you for more. Um, you know, I haven't always won. I haven't always been recognized in the way that I wanted to, but it pushed me to think, well, what could I have done better? And I, I really respect um, and love this author, James Clear, 
who wrote a book called Atomic Habits. And in Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the 1% rule and this idea that if you over time are trying to get 1% better each day, you have an advantage over others. And conversely, if you are getting 1% uh, worse every day, you know, you have a significant disadvantage, but it is that group and those people that are trying little by little to compound um, their growth that get exponentially better over time. And I think when there is tension between what you want and what you have, whether that is your career, your responsibility, your title, your compensation, I would encourage everyone to use that energy for for more, for pushing yourself to grow, to be better, to do better, to learn. There's, there's a gap there. And sometimes, sometimes you don't get what you want because you deserve better. And so it, in some ways is, you know, the universe, whatever, pushing you to say, it is time. It is time, you know? That, that is honestly one of my biggest pieces of advice. It does not mean to be a victim to circumstances um, because we all make a choice to show up to work every day. Um, it also does not mean to dismiss um, maybe an opinion that you, you keep getting or feedback you keep getting. If you keep getting a certain message, um, it's probably an important lesson that you need to learn. And so I say, take all of that in combination and make decisions. Are you going to commit to your, your growth, your investment of getting 1% better? Or are you going to stay, you know, where you are doing the same thing? And, and, and that's fine. That's fine. You know, not everybody um, has to be, uh, you know, the, the most aspirational uh, person in the room. But I think as long as you are happy with how you are growing internally, I think that's really important. One last piece of advice that I think ties into that really nicely is to be patient for titles and hungry for learning because in the learning is the true transformation. Wow, what a, an impactful way to, uh, to, to close our uh, interview. And that's fantastic. And I think, you know, the 1% the learning every day is is great because over time that accumulates into something really magical. And also the, the sort of setbacks uh, and not getting what you want, I think that's also an important part of uh, life and our career journey because it causes us to build resilience and resilience is really important, particularly, you know, the events of this year, we've seen how quickly things turn overnight and you need to be resilient, but also you need to have that growth mindset and the ability to try things and quickly pivot and some things will work, but some things won't. And it's like, what can I take from that? What can I learn from that and apply it to try the next thing uh, so that you get there? So such wonderful uh, pieces of advice there. Um, thank you so much, Mary, for, for joining us. It's been a, a true inspiration and I'm sure our community will agree as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Angie. Thank you.